Charlie. Mark, one Charlie. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. And we're still seeing it quite well through that haze. T-minus 37 seconds. Fight with growing e equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ryan Treasure, host of Finding Your Frequency, right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Want to welcome everybody to this fantastic show. You know, I have had an absolute. Blah, blah. I'm going to leave that in there, by the way. I have had an absolute blast with this show over the last, uh, you know, 15 to 18 months with all the, you know, crazy COVID pandemic stuff going around. I have not done one show about politics. I have not done one show about negativity. I have not, not done anything that has to do with anything negative because it's already enough of that out there. And I think to be a true leader and to be truly mindful of what you're doing and participate in servant leadership you have to make sure that you lead from a place of love and kindness and uh, lead from a place where, you know, you're not you're not you're not throwing scare tactics at the wall like the news. Right. Um, I try to stay away from all of that negativity. Uh, plus, I don't have space inside of me for that. Not 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 one iota of space for that. But, you know, today's Friday. It is uh, a, a great day because it's Finding a Frequency Friday on the 11th of June. I want you guys to know if you don't live in Phoenix, Arizona, you're very lucky right now. Um, we are we are we are boiling hot already um, soon to be hotter uh, in a couple of days. We're recording this on a Tuesday uh, in a couple of days. It's going to be it's going to be really warm. So I think I'm going to take a vacation soon and uh, we'll have to get out of here. So sometime around the 4th of July, you guys may not get a show for me that week uh, because I'm going to go to Idaho and I'm going to go enjoy the mountains and uh, all of that stuff uh, and, and just, you know, enjoy because this will be the first time I've traveled since July of 2019. And so I'm super excited about being able to do that. Um, and, and it's just like one of those things where you just get so excited about being able to go do that and to go see your family and, and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm super excited. We've got a great show for you guys today. You know, uh, last week on the last program, uh, we talked to a wonderful gentleman, uh, uh, Key and Lagi, uh, high performance behind the mind and emotions, uh, former NFL player turned high performance coach. Uh, and we're going to kind of further some of those conversations here with our guest today, uh, Dr. Sharon Lamb Hartman. She's the founder and CEO of Inside Out Learning, an award-winning global leadership team and organization development consulting business. And in addition to running that, Dr. Sharon is a global executive and president presentation skills coach wink wink all you folks on zoom for the last year and a half <laughs> you know uh she's done over 2,000 innovative programs including many women's development and executive uh presence and presentation skills programs uh, and she's coached thousands of ceos executives educators professionals and entrepreneurs worldwide and she's got this upcoming book called the authenticity code the art and science of success and why you can't fake it to make it. Dr. Sharon, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ryan. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. 
Yes, absolutely. We're so excited to have you on today. And uh, it's just, you know, really good to, to, to speak to somebody who absolutely knows where I'm coming from with this heat going on right now. I mean, you're here in the Phoenix, greater Phoenix area as well. And uh, we sure are getting boiled. We sure are. And it is the time of year that we must take vacations, Ryan. That is the key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I was talking to my wife uh, earlier today when I went to go get a, a sandwich, right? And I said, you know, honey, I feel a little burnt out. And she goes, yeah, you, you are burnt out. And I'm, and she's like, I, I don't know if you realize this, but so usually what would happen because we have school-aged child, so spring break, summer break, uh, fall break, uh, Christmas break, right? Those are all times where I'm like using my PTO for, you know, to, to, to be with my family. Well, my wife was working from home, so I did no PTO for all of the, the spring, nothing in the summertime because no one was traveling last year. Um, my kiddo was doing homeschooling uh, during uh, October or whenever they do the fall break thing. Um, and so she was already home. So it was like, what do we do? So I didn't take any time off there either. And so I look back and I haven't had any time off um, since July of 2019. Uh, and so like burnout is real for sure. It, it really is. And so many people are facing that, Ryan, because many of us have had to pivot with COVID as well and go from face to face to virtual to digital uh, to, to help have our businesses survive. And it's it's critical that we now make some time to recharge our batteries. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Recharging the batteries is, I think, probably one of the most important things one can do. Um, you know, I, I, I was reading a Facebook post earlier today uh, and somebody was saying, like, you know, that they felt that it was not fair that people work a 40 to 50 hour work week. Right. And then we only have, you know, basically 48 hours of time off. And for those of us who are parents or, you know, um, I mean, anybody, I'm sure everybody has to do laundry and dishes and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I told myself, I'm like, well, what if I do a little bit of laundry every day and a little bit of dishes every day? So then my weekend becomes like I get my weekend back. Well, that doesn't work it, for me. Anyways, it didn't work. I work too much during the week, mm -hmm. you know, and then my friend comments and he goes, well, you know, you have 40 hours to work and 40 hours to sleep. That's 80 hours. What are you doing with the other 120 hours of your time? And I'm thinking to myself. Um, helping with homework, chores. Uh, I have four dogs. I do karate. My daughter does karate. So when you factor all that in, that additional 120 hours really isn't much. Um, and so when you think about it, it is important to recharge. And sometimes you have to take a little time off and, you know, uh, maybe put your feet in the dirt or go to the beach uh, and, and, and get grounded. I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, one of the important pieces uh, that COVID has taught a lot of us over the last, uh, you know, several months is, you know, getting back to spending a little time with nature, getting back to, you know, getting that, that, that circadian rhythm, you know, back in play. Um, and, and I think once people kind of, you know, get the opportunity to do that, it kind of does level set you and get you back into a better place. I mean, and, and I, you coach this stuff all the time with, with, you know, burnout. I'm sure that you have some tips on, uh, you know, strategies for, you know, the pre and post COVID era on, you know, human being uh, just recharging, right. And, 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 and getting to a space where they feel like they're not uh, overworked or, you know, uh, uh, overutilized as a resource, as a human resource, as human potential, human capital. 
Exactly. Yeah, I absolutely do. And I'm often coaching my clients um, and we're coaching our clients. We actually have 40 consultants and employees that work through my business now. And I'll tell you, we often are coaching them on burnout and stress management uh, and especially in these times. So, and I always say, find the things that de-stress you and try to do at least one a day. So for me, it's walking and hiking in nature. So I try to get my uh, 10,000 steps a day. Sometimes <laughs> I might even be working when I'm doing them, but I don't care, as, at least I'm outside and walking and breathing fresh air. And that is so important. Uh, for others, it might be meditating or taking a bath or uh, spending quality time with family, you know, and that's also something else we, we make time for is we we uh, have a 15-year-old son who'd rather be in his room than hanging out with his parents anymore. But uh, <laughs> we say, please come on out, Josh. You have to stay here for 30 minutes at dinner <laughs> so we can at least reconnect as a family for 30 minutes. So we now turn off his computer from 7.30 to 8 at night so he knows <laughs> it's dinner break. Uh, I'm such, a mean, I'm such yeah. a mean dad. <laughs> I won't even say anything. I'll just go in the app that controls the Wi-Fi in the house and then it gives you a list of the devices that are connected and I go, all right, we're going to turn off that one, that one, and that one and then I just sit and wait. Yes. <laughs> and then all of exactly. a sudden, all of a sudden you hear, Dad! Yeah. Dad! <laughs> and we up, know that and well. up the stairs yeah. she comes to the dinner table. <laughs> yeah, I love the My Circle. It's critical. And that's also a stress to reliever my for parents. Show. Yeah. The Circle sponsored our show for a while last year. Yeah, no good, good way. great product. Yeah, they sent me the whole box kit and the, everything. We set it up at the house. Um, and so, yeah, we're still using it today. Like, I, I can give you guys a, you know, a, a, a shining recommendation of that product. It's fantastic. It really is. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dr. Sharon, you know, we kind of got off starting to talk about some of the impact of burnout on folks, but I want to kind of re-gear slightly and back up a little bit because I want people to kind of understand who Dr. Sharon is and where you come from and, you know, how you ended up becoming the, uh, you know, CEO and founder of Inside Out Learning and, you know, uh, writing those books and doing the different things that you do. So let's like kind of take it back to you know, the early days of uh, Dr. Sharon, maybe before you were Dr. Sharon and you were just Sharon um, <laughs> and and kind of lead us through an, uh, a story of, you know, how you started off in your business career uh, and then how you ended up where you are. Uh, and for us, we like to call that. How did you find your frequency in life and in business and why do you do what you do? I know it's a large question. It's very take as much time as you need to answer. Oh, absolutely. I love talking about that. And basically in eighth grade, I wrote an essay and I wrote about how I wanted to be my own boss someday. So I think entrepreneurship was in my DNA if I was writing about it in the eighth grade. And uh, my parents had strong work ethics. They both were actually raised during the depression. And so we had to work, you know, my grandfather had a farm and I would go to the market with him and I loved selling uh, the vegetables and selling out the produce and all of that. So I always had a strong work ethic. I went to graduate school at Cornell University and then went into corporate America into a Fortune 500 company and worked in HR and I found 
a passion for training and development and got to travel all over the world in my early 20s. And I decided I really want to specialize in that. So I went back and got my doctorate at Columbia University. And during that time, many people said in my program, fellow peers, hey, you're really good. We would bring you in to hire you like at GE's Leadership Development Center or at major Fortune 500 companies around the world. So I ended up saying, why don't I do that? And I wasn't really loving my job anymore um, at, the, at the Fortune 500 company I was at. So I moved on and, and took a leap of faith and started my own business. I ended up making more money in the first year of starting my own business than I had in the five years total of working in corporate America. So I was really <laughs> fortunate, but that's because I had business development happening in my doctorate program at Columbia University. So it was very easy for me because I made such great connections that they brought me in to, to do great leadership work at a very young age. And I like to say too, Ryan, that I I believe your calling finds you. And I remember when I started my doctorate program, it was in adult education. And instead, they changed the program when I was in it to leadership and organization development. And my dissertation advisor said, Sharon, you have to do your dissertation on leadership. You must do your dissertation on leadership. And I was like, fought it for a while. And then I finally just embraced it and I did it. And I'm so grateful now. So my calling really found me, Ryan, and with respect to leadership development. And now that's what we specialize in is going into companies, whether they're small, midsize or Fortune 500s, and really helping to develop leaders from the inside out, helping them shift their mindsets and behaviors so they can achieve exceptional results. Ah, that's awesome. Exceptional results is extremely important, especially when you're working in the areas of life and in business in general. As a founder or business owner, you know what it's like to run your entire business from your inbox. Between the sales, recruiting, and fundraising emails, things can get messy really fast. Streak is a CRM designed to help stay on top of each part of your process and your inbox without leaving Gmail. Amazing. Let's not leave Gmail. Let's just work from right there. Streak gives you tools for email tracking, mail merges, and snippets, saves you time, and you can scale up your email efficiency. In just a few minutes, you can also set up pipelines right inside your inbox, start tracking your contacts and emails through each process. Streak helps you collaborate by sharing emails and pipelines with team members, whether you work in an office, out in the field, or on a remote team. Pipelines are completely customizable so you can track processes and details specific to your business. Access your pipeline on desktop or mobile app to add and share information in meetings, at job sites, or however you work on the go. Sign up for Streak today at streak.com slash frequency and get 20% off your first year of their pro plan, their most popular option. That's streak.com slash frequency for 20% off their pro plan. Streak.com slash frequency. I have always prided myself on being a servant leader. Uh, never expecting anybody who I work with or who works underneath me to do something that I wouldn't do myself that I don't know already know how to do myself um, and you know that whole idea of leadership training from within the companies I think is really important because I think sometimes uh, 
you know, C-level executives and, and, and folks at the higher uh, echelon of the company, they sometimes miss, you know, like that diamond in the rough, so to speak, right? That person who is uh, very knowledgeable at the mid-level range of the company um, and could probably be put into a leadership role, but nobody really knows that. And so sometimes I think it does take an, uh, an outside set of eyes and ears within an organization that's not as tied to the organization like a CEO is um, like like someone like yourself to come in and kind of you know observe the things that are happening observe how people are interacting with customers and then making recommendations to C-level executives on hey you know while I was observing your company and trying to kind of get an idea of what you do and how we can you know advance leadership and that kind of stuff I found that uh, you know Joe who works in over here in this department is like really good at customer service and he could probably train your other customer service people that's how good he is um, and a lot of times I think the CEOs and some of those, you know, upper echelon folks, they're not in the trenches on a daily basis. So they miss some of those things, you know. Oh, absolutely. And that's what the authenticity code is all about, Ryan. So the authenticity code is actually your presence plus your audience plus your presentation equals your success. And when we do these programs inside of companies or we do our public programs, it is amazing because we have anywhere from a 50 to an 80% promotion rate that happens in the first year of finishing one of our programs. So that means companies are getting promotion from within, like the customer service uh, rep that you just talked about. That is exactly what they do in our program because they up their presence to the next level. 26% of what it takes to get a job is your authentic presence. So if you have the same background and the same experience uh, as someone else and you have better presence, you're going to get the job. So it's so important to work on your own presence. And then what I love what you said, Ryan, was about servant leadership, because so often authenticity is confused with I'm going to do what I want regardless of you. And the truth is, you really have to consider your audience. So that's why it's your presence plus your audience because you chose to be in front of that audience. I chose to be on this show today. I need to talk your audience's language and I need to do research on your audience before I get on the show. That's just an example. You need to know how to tailor your language to your audience because you made an authentic choice to be in front of your audience. And that's where authenticity and servant leadership intersect. And I'm so passionate about that because it's often not talked about in the authenticity literature. So that's what I believe my book is bringing to the market. And then plus your presentation. So how do you communicate in an informal way or a formal way? as well is just so important. And all three of those ingredients together can equal your success where you can get that dream job, where you can land that dream job, or where you can, uh, as an employer, help your employees to get promoted from within and not have to go out and spend thousands or in some cases over a million dollars to get a hire. Yeah, you know, that's 100% correct. Actually, fun fun little story, uh, Dr. Sharon. One of the reasons I'm in the position of leadership at the company that I'm in, um, oh, maybe 12 years ago, 13 years ago, uh, we were doing live events. At the time, our company was publicly traded and uh, voiceamerica.com, the internet radio version, was our iRadio division. We had other things going on. 
And so I kind of split my time between our interactive division. Uh, my background is, uh, you know, uh, uh, audio editing, video editing, storyboarding, uh, you know, all of those things from the technology, lighting, uh, you know, anything that has to do with producing audio, video content. Um, and so I was splitting my, my time between those two places and uh, we were out in an event and the current CEO of the publicly traded company was at this event as well as, well as the vice president of the company. And uh, I was having some interactions with clients and customers my immediate boss was there. His uh, uh, title at the time was vice president of broadcasting operations. And I'm sitting there talking to one of the customers and he's just not doing anything really. He's just kind of, you know, hey, go do that. Hey, go do this. Hey, go do that. You know, and I had other people that were there working with us and, you know, and I'm like, not like, hey, go do that. Hey, I said, hey, let's you and I go do this. Uh, these items need to be done. Let's go do this together. Right. Rather than, you know, me saying you go do that and you go do that. And I'm going to sit here and watch you. Um, and our CEO took notice of that presence. Um, and one of the reasons that I'm here currently is because of that moment that moment where our CEO was there and he looked at over and he saw how I was interacting with our team as well as the customers and then comparatively looked at the person that was in the position of leadership at the time and that person not really doing anything. And so um, when the company dis disbanded in 2010, uh, they did not disbanded, but uh, Jeff Spinard, the owner of uh, Voice America, decided that he didn't want to be part of this company that had 20,000 things going on. He just wanted to do radio, you know, and I'm a radio guy through and through. That was my for my very first job out of the military as I worked at a radio station. And, you know, so of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there and, and uh, the current CEO of the company stepped down. So that way he could partner with Jeff uh, to, 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 you know, take this entity on and I got brought into their office and they said, you know, after watching some of your interactions and different things, uh, you know, Ryan, when we break this company apart and make a new one with just voiceamerica.com, uh, we would like you to be the vice president of the company. And I was like, whoa, really? Okay, um, I'm up for the task, but I would also like to know why you chose me. Uh, you know, and then I was told this story of those interactions. And I've always thought about that since that happened to me and I got promoted to the current position I'm at now as the VP of the company. And every day when I work with my team, when I work with our customers, when I work with anybody, even if they're not a customer of ours, if I'm at a networking event, it doesn't matter, you know, um, treating everybody with respect and being my authentic self. Sometimes I'm silly, you know, and if I, if I try to hold back that part of me and say, oh, well, nobody wants to see silly Ryan right now. Well, no, actually, everybody wants to see silly Ryan because that's just who I am sometimes. Um, and it also makes a great icebreaker just to, you know, crack a little joke, make something funny. Hey, did you see this crazy meme? You know, uh, those types of things. And it really opens up communication mechanisms. And one of the things that I really like what you said was, you know, with with, with being uh, in leadership positions, it's it's almost like people don't understand sometimes that if you have a team of five people, you cannot lead or manage um, person number one, the same way as you do person number two is the same way as you do person number three. That doesn't work. You can't 
you know, go and manage those five individuals or provide leadership training to those five individuals exactly the same way because they're all different people. They're their own unique human beings who all learn and digest information in different in different manners. And I think that's one of the key things about a person in leadership that I think is a very important uh, attribute. And that is the ability to communicate with multiple people and understanding that each person is different. Uh, that is so true. And that's the your audience part of the authenticity code. And first of all, congratulations. You know, you applied the authenticity code to get that VP. I didn't even know I was applying a code. I was just being I was just being me. <laughs> you were being you, I know, but you took into account the pr- your presence, your audience plus your presentation equals your success. And so I just love that story. Thank you for sharing that. And the, the tailor the message to your audience and to your different employees is so critical. We actually have a style recognition assessment uh, that is available on our website, insideoutlearning.com. And it is it allows you to see what your style is. Are you a people person? Are you a point person? Are you a planner person? Or are you a party person? And it defines those four different styles. And then it also helps you to look at what are the clues that you can look for in what type of person that you're speaking with? And then how do you tailor your language to that person to motivate them, to inspire them? Because again, you chose to be in front of that audience and that's an authentic choice. So you need to know how can I inspire that audience? How can I best serve that audience? Whether it's an employee or you're making a presentation or on a radio show, it's like how can we inspire our audience? And we need to know who, who we're talking with because if I wanna motivate a people person, I'm gonna be much different than if it was a point person, like just get to the point and move on versus a people person wants to connect with you and personally hear about you and your stories and your experience. So it's really important that we consider what you just said on a daily basis. Yeah, you know, I keep these cards on my desk just to remind me of that exact thing as I'm just, you know, moving through my day. And I have uh, a system that I've broken out that's very similar um, with, you know, human beings values and then like what type of, you know, person is are they? And, yeah. um, you know, so I have one that's called a knowledge person. I have one that's called a blueprint person, one that's called an action person and one that's a nurturing person. Right. And then on each of these cards, um, each one of those like knowledge, is, the values are learning, intelligence, logic, self mastery, technology, research and development, science, universal truths, expertise, uh, competency, accuracy, and understands the big picture. Right. Um, and so I think that, you know, breaking that stuff down as a leader and, and, and physically writing it down, right. And ingraining those ideas into your brain. So that way, you know, when you do have a conversation with somebody, you're easily able to go, Oh, they're a knowledge person. They're a blueprint type of person. They, they need, you know, structure and stability and the, Oh, this person's a total action person. They're, they're fun. They like to do competition, you know, their excitement, their spontaneity or spontaneous, um, you know, versus a nurturing person who, like you said, just a moment ago, that that person's going to want to make a connection and have a conversation and really understand what's going on um, versus the action person's like, me a list of things to do and I'm going to go knock it out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, I, I love those concepts because um, that that is truly servant leadership, right? You, you can't be a proper servant leader if you're not 
putting in the homework to do the service that's necessary to be the leader. Exactly. And that's the thing. And and you choose which audience to be in front of. That's authenticity. Mm-hmm. And then you need to serve that audience. And exactly. That's, you know, this even comes into play in sales, Ryan. I know so many people that might be, let's just say, a people person, and they go into a sale and they try to connect with the potential customer. And that potential customer might be a point person, like just give it to me direct, give me the bottom line, uh, what's your goal, what's your objective, and what's it gonna get me? And the, when the people people are trying to connect with a point person, they lose their audience. Mm-hmm. And then they often don't get the sale. So it comes into all areas of life. It comes into personal relationships as well as professional and when you're selling. And it's, it's just so important that whatever tool you use, whether it be like the DISC or Myers-Briggs or the one you just said or, or our style recognition assessment, yeah. just be assessing who your audience is and how can you best serve and inspire that audience. Oh, so well said. You guys are hearing it right here on Finding Your Frequency, just golden nuggets of information from Dr. Sharon, just, you know, absolutely loving what you're putting out. And I think I think when you touch on sales, that, that's, a, that's a really good one to touch on because um, salespeople come in all types of, you know, different uh, scenarios, all kinds of different, they have different values, you know, different uh, emotional needs and uh, all kinds of stuff. But one thing I have learned about sales, um, when you get somebody on the phone or you get them on Zoom or you get them, you have about mm, five to 10 seconds to assess exactly what type of that person is before you make your next sentence besides who you are to capture their attention or it's already lost. Mm-hmm. I feel like I agree. I feel like the human beings have such a short attention span, you know, especially when they're getting thrown, you know, advertisements on social media at a constant rate, as they're getting, you know, ads at a constant rate on, you know, TV or whatever your entertainment uh, choices are. Um, you know, someone's always trying to sell somebody something. And if you can't figure out a way to get past that 10 seconds and understand who the person is that you're talking to, it's really tough to reel that back in. It really is. That's what we call the attention getting opening. You know, you've got to, <laughs> Richard Branson said he makes up his mind in 30 seconds. Uh, the, the majority of the population, you have about 90 to 120 seconds to capture their attention. And you need to you need to get their attention. You need to size up who you're talking to. And you need to be really clear with the purpose of your meeting up front, what's in it for them to listen to you and what you want at the end. That's what we call an executive summary. It's like, what are you there to do? Why does it matter to them? Bottom line it. And then what do you want? You know, do you want a decision? Do you want an approval to go to the next step, to agree on next steps? What is that action you want? And it's so important because they're sitting there going, okay, I'm giving you, they're probably thinking about a million things, both in their personal and their professional life. You need to get them focused on you in a very short amount of time and your message. You know, I'm going to make a little joke. I'm sure everybody gets these calls. Like, you know, you get these cold calls from random phone numbers that are selling, 
solar panels or whatever the case right. may be. I got, especially here, I get them all the time. I probably get like 10 of them a day. But what's funny is, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, hang up the phone and block. And I'm like, we're never going to change the stigma of these people calling us if we don't talk to them. And my wife goes, what? You talk to the telemarketers? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I talk to the telemarketers. She's like, well, why? I'm like, well, when a telemarketer calls me and they say, and I'll give you an example. Hi, this is Carrie from Sunrun Solar. We got a special program going on with Salt River Project on some solar panels. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't even ask you to call me about solar panels. You didn't even, you need, I don't even know if you know who you're talking to. I don't even know if you even asked me if I had time to talk to you. Are you, are you bothering me? Are you free to talk? Right. And so those are some of the things, you know, cause I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not, I, I don't dislike cold calling. I still believe cold calling is still has much value when done properly. Right. But what drives me bananas is if someone doesn't say, Hey, this is Julie from Sunrun. How are you doing today? I uh, want to know, do you got a couple of minutes to talk about solar? And then exactly. please let me make a decision on whether I want to talk to you before you just start reading your script and jamming words down my throat. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Like so I tell them that. Like that. I yeah, tell oh, them that, Dr. Good. Sharon. I'd be like, I'd be like, you need to go talk to your boss. Y'all need to go back at your, look at your script. Okay. Your opening is, you know, got a fantastic sounding voice. I, your product's probably pretty cool, but you're not selling a product right now. You're selling you. And you're selling you to set up an appointment for somebody at your company to talk to me, right? I said, that's where you guys are getting lost. I said, I asked her, how many sales did you make or how many appointments have you done? She's like, I haven't done any this week. I said, that's why. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I love that you're doing that. So you're coaching the telemarketers. That's awesome. <laughs> I, find, I, I find it highly entertaining. Exactly. And, and But you are right, right? If they give you that option and they're kind about that, you're more likely to say, well, maybe if I do have a couple minutes, I'll give that to them. But if they just start reading the script, I'm much more likely to hang up. Yeah. And I think I think that's the same way with any kind of sales, right? Whether it's email, yes. you know, whether it's, you know, digital display advertising or, you know, whatever your whatever your marketing strategy is to bring in sales or, you know, create awareness or that, hey, I have my hand up in the air, right, to get uh, get the attention that you're looking for to, to get some buyers looking in your direction. You know, like a lot of those things, you know, when you when you when you look at like making sales or you look at authenticity, you know, if you're not authentic with all of those different parts of the, you know, marketing strategy um, or, or, you know, develop a culture of authenticity with your employees that matches, you know, like whatever the company's vision statement is or whatever your goals are for the company, like all of those things have to align. You can't have, you know, you can't have marketing doing one thing, sales doing another thing and customer service doing something else. It's like, you know, it'd be, it'd be the, it'd be the idea of like, you know, attaching a horse to every side of the cart and having them all pull different directions rather than having them all in the front of the cart, right? <laughs> exactly. I know. And, you know, that's why it's so important, I think, that you gather your leadership teams uh, to get aligned as well. And that's that's something we do with a leadership team offsites. And 
to really say, what is the culture you want to create in this company? What are the operating norms? What is your vision, mission, and values? And really align on that. And then even that the business goals and objectives go under your key strategic priorities for each of those units. So they are all pulling in the same direction. It's so critical. Those are the companies that will really have major breakthroughs and be very successful. Yep, that's 100%. I've, I've seen it I've seen it happen. Um, there's a there's a there's a woman I know um, who does a radio show. I think it's called the Financial Feminist, um, and her company is called Her First One Hundred Thousand Dollars. Okay, right, love it. So when I when I met her, she was an intern in college, right? And we were at uh, the National Association of Broadcasting's. Uh, 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 oh man, what was it called? Ad Tech. Advertising Technology Summit event in New York City at the Javits Center. So we were broadcasting there, shooting video. Um, you know, I've been in I've been in this space um, since the mid '90s, and you know, it was kind of cool because like I, I hadn't ever worked one of these events and had an intern. It was usually just me and my team. <laughs> and so right. we, we had this intern. Well, her and I made friends and we connected on social media. You know, at the time she was like I don't know twenty or something like that. You know, and I was like. I'm like, hopefully my wife doesn't get mad at me that I connected with this 20 year old girl that I met at this event, you know, like it's totally platonic. Um, but you know, I was really interested in her as a person and you know, she told me what her goals were and what she wanted to do. And in less than one year, she beat out Dave Ramsey in the business category on, in, on iTunes for her podcast called the financial feminist, um, teaching, people how to be financially secure and how she made her first $100,000 and how she scaled her business and how she's doing all of these things. This girl's like 25 years old. Love it. You know, and, and like, and she talks about a lot of these things that we're talking about today. And I just wanted to throw that out there. N number one, because if you're listening to this, you should go listen to the financial feminist. She's so awesome. Uh, really, really good tips on, on, on finances and, and especially for uh, startup and entrepreneur folks. Um, so definitely go check that out. But the reason I brought it up is like, th this is a person who's literally leading from her soul, from her, her, her place of where she knows. Right. And, 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 and her delivery mechanisms and her marketing and, you know, her core values and all of the things, they all align and her business went like 20x. Exactly. I love it. And that is what is critical. And I, I bet you, right, her presence is probably impeccable, uh, her authentic presence. Oh, yeah. uh, she knows how to speak to her audience because she beat out that leading guy, Ramsey, and then plus how she presents. So all of those three things she added together equals your success and equals her going, uh, you know, just, just this huge business breakthrough growth. And that's what I hope for all of us, you know, yeah. that we just continue to grow our businesses. I mean, I was making uh, $45,000 at the Fortune 500 company when I graduated from uh, graduate school. And now I'm running uh, a, a seven plus figure business. So I'm really grateful for uh, taking that leap of faith. And I know that you are really big at that uh, on this radio show mm -hmm. is taking that leap of faith to start your own business and be that entrepreneur. <laughs> I love that story. Do you want to hear something funny, Dr. Sherrod? Yeah. I talk to people all the time about walking the plank of entrepreneurship while I sit over here and work a nine to five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's a little bit different for me. Like, I, you know, like, you know, when you mentioned sometimes your calling finds you, you don't find it. Yes. That's exactly Very what true. happened to me here at Voice America. You know, and it yeah. was one of those things where I I actually sat down a couple of years ago and I had some thoughts of, you know what, I'm going to go start my own company. And I sat down with my wife and she goes, well, what are you going to do? And I go, yeah, you're right. I'll probably do the same thing I'm doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's really cool. I mean, because you are authentic and you said that's what you love to do. And it found you, right? You became a VP quickly because you are doing your calling and you're fabulous at it. So uh, not everyone has to be an entrepreneur. That's the other thing. I mean, many people, their calling is to work in a corporation. It is to be a professional or a leader in a large company. And and some people, like, you know, I I help people decide, do you want to become, for some engineers we work with, do you want to become like an individual tech fellow? Or do you want to become the next VP or senior VP of engineering? Like what career path is really authentically you? So Mm -hmm. we don't have to just do what other people do because we think it's cool. Again, that's part of that authentic presence. You found your calling. Yeah, and and you know what, and you're exactly right. And I get to do everything every day that I would be doing if I was running my own business. I would be consulting on, you know, media creation and, you know, and which is one of one of my favorite parts of my job. We bring on brand new radio show hosts and podcast hosts who have, you know, the the greatest expertise on the planet, right? And have great messaging, but they don't understand the ins and outs of, you know, the uh, uh, you know the the podcast or internet radio industry. And you know, being in it for so long, it's like you know, just, just like you with probably leadership training. It's just like some stuff just you just know because you don't know any better. Right. It's just been you've been doing it for so long. You know, what What do they say? You have to do something for 10,000 hours or something like that to be an expert. Exactly. Yeah. At least I got yeah. I, I got that beat by a lot. <laughs> That's right. You know, so sometimes some some stuff just comes off. Just the it is the way that it is because you are the way that you are and being your authentic self and you have no other way of doing it because that's just how you've you know, you've set yourself up to be um, and those are the kind of people I really like to work with too. And, and, you know, just like yourself to do interviews with and collaborate and, you know, get in those other spaces because I don't, I don't have time to deal with individuals who are not at least at some point in their life, trying on a daily basis to do better today than they did yesterday. Exactly. You know, I think it's uh, like what Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And (laughs) it's so critical that we just are, our authentic selves while considering our audience and serving that audience at the same time. But, you know, people really can tell. That's what I meant by my title. You can't fake it to make it. You might be able to go and fake it to make it like if you're not nervous to go do a presentation or something like that. But when you're talking about your career, people can see through you when you're not genuine and authentically doing what you're called to do and doing your purpose here. And we all, I think, need to be doing what we came here to do and being who we came here to be our our planet needs it yeah you know we're talking about you know me talking about entrepreneurship and you know having quite a bit of insight into it i I, all of our all of our customers are entrepreneurs almost all of them except for we have a couple of fortune 500 companies which i am legally not allowed to talk about 
Um, That's okay. But we have a couple of those that we work with, you know, all of their media creation stuff. And, you know, I, I honestly, when I, when I go to, I went to a, network, a networking event last week, right, where uh, one of our hosts invited me. He's writing a book. Um, and he said, I want you to be my, uh, my uh, you know, my guest of honor. And I'm like, okay, cool. I had no idea what you mean by guest of honor, but sure, I'll come to your event. <laughs> exactly. Right? And so we get there and, you know, there's like 35 people and he brings me up on the stage and, hey, this is Ryan Treasure. He's the vice president of Voice America. Hey, Ryan, can you tell people what you do? And, you know, it wasn't me telling everybody what I did. I've done this a hundred times. I've done it on large stages. I've done it in front of, uh, you know, large executives at the National Association of Broadcasters event that has 300,000 people at it at uh, in Las Vegas and talked about Voice America and who we are and what we do and our tenure and the fact that we've been doing this since before the iPhone existed in you know 1999 when we launched we were the only one and that's all well and good but my badge of honor for me is when someone says so how long have you been at Voice America and I go I've been here for 18 years mm-hmm and they go, whoa, 18 years? Nobody works at a job 18 years. And I said, yep, it's not a job. Love it. Exactly. I don't, I don't it's work not at, a I job. Don't, I don't work at Subway. That's a job. Yep. So I think it's important to kind of hold into perspective. And I, and I appreciate you bringing that out because um, you just manifesting and saying that out loud, letting people know that it is okay to not follow the norm. Like just because everybody is doing tech startups and everybody's doing entrepreneurial content and everybody's doing this doesn't mean you have to do that. But what you do have to do is put in the work to figure out where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do and start making strides to go there. Absolutely. And that's one of the exercises we do in our programs under your presence in the code is ask five simple questions that help you to connect with your calling in life. Uh, and and some, for some people, it's actually getting a specific position, like I want to be a vice president or I want to be a CEO or I want to own my own business. And for others, it's something like being a role model leader know that others that others can follow but it's so important that you connect with that and you allow yourself to become it and there's no rush in becoming it but you allow yourself to become that because then you're not faking it to making it you're being genuine and and everyone's going to notice and and it creates sales it creates uh, being able to get the job of your dreams it creates loyalty. It creates confidence. I mean, there's just so many, uh, so so many things that I have seen just by you being you and serving your audience and knowing how to communicate with that audience. How that just has extraordinary results happen in your life, both yeah. personally and professionally. You know, you, you you said loyalty, and that struck a chord with me. You know, I was telling you that a couple of years ago, I was kind of contemplating like my my career path. Like, what do I want to do? You know, because where I'm at here at Voice America, I can't I can't climb the ladder any higher, like unless I own the place. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, I am good friends with the owner. I've, I, he actually what's funny is him and I worked at the same radio station at the same time and didn't even know each other back then. It was really funny. And uh, and so we've technically known each other for like 25 years. I love it. <laughs> right. But uh that was one of the things that went into me making the decision to stay and continue doing what we do here at Voice America. You know, 
everybody always wants to make more money, right? And so one of the things was like, well, if I go out on my own, I could probably make more money. Yeah, but then what about my 18-year relationship with Jeff Spinard, the CEO and president of, of World Talk Radio? You know, like my 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 loyalty to the team members that I've trained that I have two of them who have been with me for 12 years. Right. And so when I when I really sat down and thought about that, there were some of those intangible components about loyalty and friendships and things that I had made over the years that that was what was the deciding factor for me to say, you know what, I'm going to stay because I don't want to lose this that I've built for so long or not be a part of a company that I helped to literally build from, you know, you know, where where we were when I started as the VP in 2009 to where we are right now, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so when I took into all of those factors, that was easy. It was an easy decision for me at that point. Right. Because, you know, I, I, I wanted to be around people that had been loyal to me that I had been loyal to. Um, and I felt like if I was to leave, that would be bad leadership. Yeah, well, because you are doing what you came here to do and being who you came here to be. So you don't need to leave, you know, and and that's it's so important because sometimes people think, well, if I'm going to do my calling, I have to raise up, you know, five levels from where I'm at or something. And and you don't you have to be happy with who you are and love what you do every day. You get up and I bet you love what you do every day. I mean, I'm sure there's challenges, especially when like technology doesn't work, right? But <laughs> Yeah, and you but know you- and, yeah, and you know what? And I've I've told myself this a hundred times. The moment that I wake up in the morning and I go, Oh, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go to work. That's the day that I'm gonna make a change. You know, now I do wake up sometimes on Monday morning going, Oh man, it'd be nice to get just get a little couple more hours of sleep. You know, not saying that I don't want to go to my job, but sometimes right. the bed on Monday morning is a little comfy. You know, you got to get your get your body moving, but you got to work past that, too. You know what? I learned how to do that, too. You just get up and uh, while your alarm is going off, drink as much water that is in your cup on your nightstand as fast as you can. Yeah, I, I, I learned I learned this trick. Uh, I, I learned it from my sensei. And uh, that is cool. So what does that do, Ryan? So when you're sleeping, you lose over a pound of hydration in your body just through breathing in and out on the, in the six to eight hours that you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And 80% of the groggy feeling that a human being has and getting up in the morning to get themselves motivated is directly correlated to dehydration. Wow. And then so many people just go drink coffee right away. Correct. And yeah. dehydrate more. I, I used to be one of those people where I'd like, you know, zombie walk into the kitchen and then, you know, push the buttons on the Keurig, you know, and um, I don't drink coffee anymore at all. Right. Wow. And, and if I do have caffeine, my caffeine intake doesn't start until like maybe 10 o'clock in the morning. And it might be, you know, I might, I might buy, I, I'm, I'm only, I, I don't, I, I try to stay away from soda and I don't, I, you know, like I drink iced tea. So um, I'll start drinking iced tea at like 10 o'clock in the morning. That's where I get my caffeine from. Um, and, and, but I won't, I don't drink anything else other than water until about that time. Um, and it's, uh, it's had some really cool benefits, not just the whole being able to wake up and get like motivated faster. Um, but like 
you know, doing that and not drinking coffee and having those stimulants and dehydrating yourself. And then, you know, COVID hits and then you're like, oh man, I have nothing to do but focus on some myself right now. I can't go anywhere or do anything, you know? And so then over time you ended up, uh, I ended up becoming like making a habit, uh, a habitual habit of waking up at five o'clock in the morning, drinking 44 ounces of water before I even get out of my bed. And I, and I and I make the alarm is going off while I'm drinking the water. I don't turn the alarm off until I've drank the water. <laughs> that's the secret. I love that. That's, that's a signal to you, right? And I love how this interview is gone because, or this conversation is gone because we started with burnout and stress, right? Yeah. And so often, how we treat our bodies makes a huge difference in our mindset. And so, if you're like have a mindset of, oh, I wish I didn't have to get up to go to work. Uh, Any of us might think that on a day and on a Monday when you had a great weekend and just want to sleep in a little bit extra, but that you can start your day like with rituals like that, like drinking water. I started doing a celery juice in the morning Mm -hmm. and that's all I have. And I don't drink a cup of coffee and I only do one cup of coffee, but not until like 9, 30, 10 o'clock like you, Ryan. I'm like... (laughs) And it really has made a huge difference. And it makes a huge difference in your energy level all day as well. Yes. Yeah, so it, you have to find that, the those only, things that work. The only downside to my whole morning ritual is my wife is absolutely not a morning person. <laughs> right? She will literally sit up five o'clock. My, my alarm actually goes off at four four fifty five. Right, so the alarm, alarm goes off at 4.55 and my wife goes, will you hurry up and drink that water? <laughs> Turn that alarm it. off. <laughs> well, you tell her that, that she's a saint for letting you use an alarm. <laughs> yeah, well, I, but- <laughs> I, you know, I'm almost to the point um, where like, this, this happens most of the time. I'll, I'll either wake up at 4.40 or like, one minute before my alarm's gonna go off and I've even on the weekend I don't like on the week on Saturday I don't even set an alarm I'm just resting relaxing and when I get up I get up right right usually right. usually that's when my kid jumps on me yes right and then I get then I get up and then you know Saturdays we do our chores and our clean our rooms and do all that fun stuff but um, yeah and I don't even set an alarm on Saturdays and I even started finding myself over the last several months just automatically waking up at like 5.05 on Saturday morning see that's the thing like our our bodies adjust to that that's that's my husband he he gets up at like five every day naturally too and uh i like to sleep in a little bit longer than that like six thirty seven. that's you know i can i can then uh do the day better that, that's my wife <laughs> that's my wife Six thirty seven. yep yeah so you just have to know <laughs> your body and what it needs you know, to keep that energy level up all day and to keep your mindset strong uh, because otherwise, you know, your thoughts can uh, throw throw you off. Dr. Sharon, I want to thank you for being on the show today. You're, you're, uh, your insights have been wonderful. I think our conversation has been great as well. We got about one minute here before we wrap it up. I want to give you the opportunity to tell people, you know, uh, where they can find out uh, uh, about the authenticity code, the book, um, uh, when people can go pick that up. Uh, and then, of course, uh, let everybody know uh, the website for your business uh, and any social media uh, stuff for connecting with you outside of this program. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much, Ryan. Love being on your show. Loved our conversation. So you go to insideoutlearning.com. That's our website. You can see all our social media right on there that you can follow us on anything, including YouTube, Twitter, every all the big ones, LinkedIn. Uh, the pre-orders of my book is already on Amazon. So you can look up the Authenticity Code by Dr. Sharon Lamb Hartman right on Amazon and pre-order the book. And you can learn more about our Authenticity Code program because we also have a number of public programs that you can join. I think our next one is in the early August timeframe. And you can go right to our website and look up the authenticity code and read more about it. You can order the book on there or on Amazon. I really hope you check it out. We also have a mobile app coming out as well that will help you to develop five habits of the authenticity code and go through 15 steps that only take you 15 minutes each day. So check out our book, our app, our programs. We'd love to see you in them. And uh Really, thank you for having me on the show today, Ryan. Oh, Dr. Sharon, I appreciate you being on as well. You guys, make sure you go check them out at InsideOutLearning.com. And I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in to Finding Your Frequency today. And for the last uh, 2016, four, five, six years or so, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you guys uh, and, and, and all of your, your support with the program. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Radio Ryan one uh, And then, of course, you can check out the network at Voice America TR. RN and then uh, uh, the, the website findingyourfrequency.net. Again, thank you guys for tuning in to this great show right here with Dr. Sharon. We appreciate her being on and I want you guys to stay tuned for the next Finding Your Frequency, which will be on next week right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Ryan Treasure. Have a great weekend. <laughs>